All right. Hello, everyone. Um, I know it's been a long time. It feels like it's been a very long time. It's been at least like a week or two since, you know, the first, the last episode of the podcast came out right after we started a new season. I know very bad timing. Um, you know, it's just a lot of the news that was happening and a lot of the stuff I was talking about, it seemed to get a lot more repetitive and a lot more you know, of the same old thing. And, you know, I actually never took it into consideration, you know, why that is, you know, the case. And it's, it's, it's something beyond just me. A lot of people agree that, you know, you wake up every morning and you, ch- you turn on the news and, or you, if you go on your phone, and you look at the news, whatever. The point is you look at the news and the same old stuff is happening. Um, and, you know, I, 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 should have taken this opportunity to be more like, oh, well, why is this happening, you know? And a lot of people, it's, it's a very obvious answer, and I, it is an answer that I, I've known for a long time. Um, however, you know, I never addressed it at face value and, and why it is such a problem. Um, now, you know, obviously stability would be great, you know, to have the same old thing going on, but when the same old things that are going on are endangering us, you know, it, it's not as much fun. Um, it's, it's not good for us. Um, and obviously, you know, I've, regardless of me reporting the podcast or not, I always obviously, you know, address topics that I feel are necessary on my podcast and everything, or not on my podcast, I'm sorry. Um, on my Twitter page, I do address that a lot. I address a lot of stuff on there. Um, more recently, actually, something that I'm proud to say is, um, you know, I actually didn't really know this was a thing. Um, but there was a universal health care plan proposed to the state assembly and everything, and it, it could have easily made it. Um, it was called CalCare, which is very similar to my original plan, CaliCare. Um, you know, and I had learned about this, and this is, this is going a few weeks back. I had learned about it, and I'm like, wait a second, this, this is pretty smart. This is a really good idea. You know, why didn't it get accepted? And the reason why is no matter what party you vote for out of the big two, the Republican and the Democratic parties, you know, a lot of the majority, you know, they're not going to vote to help the working class. They're not going to vote to help the people because the reason why this is the case is a lot of these people receive gifts, donations, funding from the people who profit off of, you know, the, the suffering of the American working class. Um, And and this happens a lot. And we've recently, more now than ever, have caught on to that. And as a collective nation and as a collective population, we have caught on to that pretty much universally at this point to a point where we never have before. You know, this is all new to to a lot of people. Now, to people like me who who have seen this as a fact for years now, and, you know, it's really nothing new to me, you know, I'm not really excited about it anymore. I'm pissed off about it because it's a system that we continuously allow to be implemented and forced against the people. Um, And I'm glad, you know, and and this is another thing I wanted to bring up. I'm glad, and actually this segues in, I'm glad that a lot of candidates are are announcing their intents to run for office um, a lot more than there used to be because now we have so many more unique voices um, that, that voters can choose from. The issue is, you know, informing these voters, you know, um, a lot of people of quite a lot of people only are familiar with, you know, Democrat, Republican, 
and the third part, or not the third party, or the independent, you know? So only some people are aware that there's, you know, Green Party, Libertarian Party. And then a lot after that, a lot of people just say, ah, no, it's fine. That, that, that's all the parties, you know? But in reality, there's a lot more parties. There are hundreds and hundreds of parties out there. You know, the Socialist Party is one that I absolutely love, obviously, um, you know, because they just have common sense. You know, we have allowed a capitalistic, you know, system that is poisoning our working class to continue, we have allowed it to continue constantly. And, and our elected officials have done nothing because they also benefit by this capitalistic system. Now, this is the reason why, you know, having politicians be such humongous figures in our world can be a bad thing. You know, a lot of people see it as a good thing. And, and you know, there are positives of it, you know. You know, they can get things out there, you know. They can convey messages very well. Um, and that's, that's the great part about it, you know. Um, but the bad part about it is if it's, if that power and that authority that they are elected to withhold or to hold is abused, if it is abused, it can have awful, you know, effects on the working class of this country. Um, and, you know, it's no surprise, um, you know, everybody knows that, you know, politicians make a lot of money you know, especially from donations, their salaries, you know, and a lot of these politicians, they, they want to run to keep their paycheck. That's what they want. They want to run to keep the paycheck um, coming from, you know, the federal government, the taxpayer money that's paying for their salary. But on top of that, they also want the funding from the NRA to come back in, you know, big pharma, big tech, big oil, all these ginormous corporations and PACs, um, you know, they just want the money to keep funneling in. They want the billionaires and the millionaires to keep putting, you know, get, giving them yacht trips and, and travel and vacation money and all this cash. You know, they, they want this because it benefits them. It doesn't benefit us. It hurts us. You know, a lot of these things, um, you know, like when they travel, <laughs> it's typically on a plane. The amount of emissions that a plane puts out is actually horrific especially if it's a private jet you know we saw a great example of this with um justice clarence thomas um you know he he's literally proven at this point to take money from you know special interest groups um and billionaires you know and it's it's no secret it's a proven fact um and a lot of people wonder why i decided to run as a democratic candidate and you know the reason why is exactly circling back to the point of, you know, how uninformed um, voters are in this country, the majority of voters. You know, a lot of people are familiar with, you know, Democrat, Republican, maybe a couple of third parties, nothing crazy. But at the end of the day, the Constitution doesn't name anything about political parties. There, there's nothing about political parties in there at all. Because realistically, if you go back to George Washington... He didn't want there to be partisanship in this country. He didn't want parties because he knew inevitably that political parties would just divide us as citizens, divide us as politicians, divide us as everything that we are and ever will be. You know, there will always be a divide. And now we're seeing that already existing divide, which we were warned about, branch off into more divides. You know, we always had the divide between Democrat and Republican. But more now than ever... There is now divides within those two parties. There are divides within the Democratic Party. There are divides within the Republican Party. 
And the reason why these divides are now really showing, they were always there. A lot of politicians decided to sweep it under the rug for a long time, and they did a pretty good job at it. But, you know, the internet happened and a lot of things went out, and, you know, now everybody knows (laughs) that there are divides, Um, especially as voters try to become more engaged in politics, and they realize that they have a duty. (laughs) It was a massive wake-up call when, you know, we found out that a, a, a multimillionaire became president with no political experience other than, you know, an extremely failed presidential campaign in the year 2000 um, that no one even really knew about or cared about. You know, we had some funny dude off a TV show where he acted like a rich asshole. You know, we had him um, become president for four years. Like, what the hell, people? You know, and that was a massive wake-up call you know, for myself, for many other people. And I'll I'll gladly group myself into that group of, you know, holy shit, we have just allowed this to happen. Um, You know, obviously I've supported the Marianne Marianne Williamson campaign. I've supported Cornell West's campaign. But I have finally found a candidate that I really, really 100% can get behind that'll make it to the general election because they're already guaranteed their party's ticket. Um, so, hold on, let's pull them up here. Um, they are not joining us on the show, but, um, uh, they are the candidates that I support for president and for vice president. Um, Claudia De La Cruz and Karina Garcia, um, are running for the ticket uh, of the party of socialism and liberation. Um, yeah. So, Claudia De La Cruz is running for president. Karina Garcia is running as for vice president um, in 2024. Um, you can go learn more about the campaign at votesocialist2024.com. Now, the reason that, you know, obviously I would love to see Marianne win a primary. Um, you know, Cornell West, eh, you know, he, he's, he's a bit of a rocky ship. I like uh, some of his policies. I don't know about his execution, really. I'm not fully solidified on that. Um, but you know what I can fully get behind is two people that are working class themselves, not politicians, not experts, and they're running for office. And they're, they just kicked off their campaign, what, two hours ago, I believe. And they're just great. I've seen tons of people talking about their campaign that they've just launched. And I hope that traction continues to grow because this is something that we do not talk about enough. And, you know, a lot of people might see that as, you know, I don't know, maybe kind of hypocritical in a way coming from me because I am running for the Democratic nomination for governor. And the only reason I'm really running for that nomination is because this is the party mainstream we're talking. This is the biggest main, this is the mainstream party that applies to my beliefs the most. I'm not running for the people. I'm running for the core beliefs of the party and how it initially was, which, you know, at the same time, I also just want something completely new. I'm a very big socialist and I'm unapologetic about it because I believe that is the way that we fix this country. You know, the way that this country is today, it's not sustainable. The energy that we run on, a lot of us run on gas and oil, not sustainable. That's a, that's a more literal, um, explanation that is still factual and still very, very big. Um, 
And then on top of that, you know, there's there's the more metaphorical yet <laughs> bigger issue, which is our economic system. Our economic system, capitalism, is not sustainable. Our capitalist economic system is non-sustainable. It'll eventually collapse. Every five, five to eight years, you know, depending, it goes to shit every single time. And it's almost like a ticking time bomb that constantly goes off and then, you know, it corrects itself. Then it goes off again, waits a little longer, goes off again. And there's still the impending doom that, you know, there'll be the big boom. And it, it'll just never go off again because it, it would that time around, it would just destroy absolutely everything. A lot of people believed back when the Great Depression was happening, they believed that was the big boom that was going to happen. Uh, the 2008 recession, another great example, more recent. We all thought our economy was going to go to shit then. You know, the big boom was going to happen then. Um, now, more even more recently, you know, the impending risk of recession under the Biden administration we were terrified as well because we felt like the big boom was coming and we kept getting scared of it and we should definitely be scared of it but rather than sit around and elect these officials based on their empty promises they have on the campaign trail and expect different outcomes every single time we should instead be taking our votes away from these main parties you know we shouldn't be voting based on party and if, you know, you support a candidate that is running as a Democrat or a Republican, that's totally fine, you know. But we need to inform voters that there are other parties than just the Democratic or Republican parties. There are many other parties, Green Party, Libertarian Party, Forward Party, Unity Party, uh, Socialist Party, Party for Socialism and Liberation, which is actually separate from the Socialist Party. There's plenty of different parties in this country. Plenty. Now, a lot of them are, you know, snubbed when it comes to ballot access or, you know, they just don't have the traction. We need to stop looking at what party someone's running under. And instead, we need to start looking at the individuals that are running. Um, for example, you know, Joe Biden won because he was a Democrat. It wasn't because of his own policies. It was because that's who we ended up getting. After the primaries, that's who we ended up getting against Donald Trump. And that's what we had to go with. And I understand that 2020, you know, I did support Biden toward the end. You know, of course, I supported my other people during the primary, I supported Sanders. I supported, you know, all these people. And I didn't support Biden initially. But when it got up to time, you know, when it got time to, you know, for the general election night, I had, a, I had supported Biden at that point because, you know, I didn't want another four years of Trump. And that's what a lot of people who voted for Biden wanted. They didn't want another four years of Trump. Um, and here's the thing, right? There's a lot of people saying, you know, vote for Biden in 2024. We don't want another four years of Trump. And yes, I get it. I get the reasoning why, you know, Trump is very most likely, almost certainly going to be the Republican nominee. Um, and when that happens, you know, it, it's, it's just all going to go downhill because I think then we're going to realize that we screwed up by picking Biden as the nominee. We should, uh, we should open up these odd election years. We should open up the democratic process to true democracy and not, you know, this, this garbage that we have right now 
where it's, you know, if we have an incumbent, we're really not going to follow the democratic process. It should be that every four years, there's a democratic process going on, on both sides, on all sides. Because realistically, the term limit, each term is not eight years. You don't get one eight-year term. You have two four-year terms. What I believe, and this was shown very well with Donald, uh, with Donald Trump um, back in 2016, he got his first term. In 2020, he got voted out. He didn't get his second term. Because, and the reason why, is because we realized, holy crap, this is terrible. And we realized that on, on a between-party situation. We realized, okay, he's going to be the nominee for that party, and then we're voting for the other party. You know, we realized that. But now, with, with the lackluster job that Biden has done, he has pretty much tarnished that reputation that he had been able to build up in terms of the 2020 marketing. He completely destroyed any little bit of, of benefit that he brought to the Democratic Party. He destroyed it and then destroyed the pre-existing good reputation of the party. Now, a lot of people see Democrats as ridiculous because of what the, what the wealthy, moderate Democrats have done. What the people should be looking at more than, you know, Biden, Obama, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, you know, what, what, what the public should be looking at more is not them. The public should be looking more, you know, Bernie Sanders, you know, and they do look at Bernie Sanders quite a lot. But here's the thing. We shouldn't be... You know, when you think Democratic Party, a lot of people might think Obama or Biden or Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton. You know, you might think of, of some of those people. But what you might not think is, is the people who are far left within the, within the Democratic Party. Um, you might not realize that. Um, and that's, that's totally fine. You know, that's how brains work. But what we should do is we should be informing voters that there's more than just a couple parties. There's more than just a few parties. There are hundreds of parties. You know, I believe that to have a true democratic process, we can't just allow a duopoly to take place and to continue. We need to inform the voters that there are more, there, there's more than just two different sizes that are meant to fit everybody in this country. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of sizes to choose from. It's like a clothing store. Um, and this is kind of a cheesy example and I get it, but I'm, I'm going to use it. It's like a clothing store that, you know, sometimes doesn't have all the stuff in the front, you know, let's just say, you know, you see a little displaced, a little display and there's a couple sizes, you know, and it's really nothing that you would fit into. And then you go ask an employee, like, you know, is there any more of these? And then they show you there's a humongous section in the back of the store with the rest of them. That's the reality of the American political system in the modern day is... There's, you know, the couple in front, but behind all of that, there's a ton more that'll be able to fit you, you know, and you just have to find your perfect fit. That's what I believe. People should not be allowed to just, you know, adhere by a duopoly that isn't even protected by our constitution in any way, shape or form. We instead should embrace democracy for what it truly is, and, I, and what I personally believe it was truly intended to become and to remain, was a system that had extremely diverse amounts of candidates with no duopoly. That's what I believe. I believe there should not be a duopoly. But here's the thing, in this day and age, you know, 
we talk more and more of, you know, revolting against this duopoly. And that's great. I would love to see more competition, more parties happening that are actually hitting mainstream attention. But realistically, in the current state that we are in, the duopoly will remain. And in order to run successfully for political office, you must adhere by the duopoly while also adhering to yourself. And, you know, that's what Bernie Sanders did 2016 and 2020. He's an independent. But he ran under the Democratic Party in 2016 and 2020 for presidency because he realizes that the duopoly is so powerful. And here's the thing. Rather than thinking of the duopoly as something incredibly scary, we should be thinking of the duopoly as a tool that we can use to restore power back to the people rather than remaining, well, well, eh, rather than keeping that power in the hands of the rich and greedy. We need to restore the power of the people and we need to take the power out of the hands of, of, the, of the rich few. That's what I think needs to happen. And that's why I'm endorsing, um, that's why I'm endorsing Claudia and Karina for president because they, they know what we need. And I know what we need. If I didn't know what we needed as a state or as a country, I wouldn't have ran. This campaign wouldn't be happening right now. You know, I'd just be going on with my day. But the reason why I'm running for office is because I realize that there's issues and I realize nobody is stopping these issues. They're just adhering by them because they get a salary and they get donations. And it's like ridiculous, (laughs) honestly. Like our own government is pretty much revolting against what the people want. And while it's difficult for the mainstream to realize that there are easy solutions, you know, universal basic income, universal health care, all these things that they talk about, you know, vote for me and I'll do it, and then they don't do it, are easily achievable. If we stop spending our money on specialized care plans, you know, the VA, you know, we give the VA, you know, the health care and all that. If we stop spending money on that and just give it to every single goddamn citizen in this country, including those existing veterans, plus everybody else in the country, we could save money. We could end up saving money if we allow this to happen. And a lot of people are like, oh, that's disrupting the market. You know what? Who cares about a market being disrupted that you don't even have control of in the first place? And the issue is that this disruption of the market that they, they, they talk of would only benefit the market. There is no chance that I would see where, you know, implementing UBI and implementing, you know, universal health care or one or the other, maybe even we're just going to say both. There is no instance where I can see a mar- uh, the markets just completely go into crap, except for, you know, the stocks for the health care, all the insurance providers and stuff, you know, that. But at the same time, why do they even have their wealth? Because they have abused and manipulated the people of this country. That's exactly why. And I think it's time that we take that power and rip it out of their hands and give it back to the people. People shouldn't have to worry about paying for their health insurance every single month. Um, And, you know, if, if they can't afford it, you know, they risk dying. Or better yet, you know, they shouldn't have to worry about paying extremely high amounts of rent because their landlord, who has millions of dollars, keeps raising the prices. They should not have to worry about these things. People in general, 
should not have to worry about these things. Everybody should have the right to housing that is quality and affordable. Everybody should have the right to health care. Everybody should have the right to express themselves. Everybody should have the, the right to be treated equally. Everybody should have the right to not be discriminated against by businesses. Everybody should have the right to coexist with every other human in this country. Everybody should have the right for that. We have instead targeted transgender individuals. We have instead targeted all other members of the LGBTQIA plus community. We have targeted people based on their skin color, based on their sexual orientation, based off of their gender, based off their religion, based off their beliefs, based off their opinion. We have discriminated against people for no reason. And when are we going to realize that enough is enough? I think it's time that we make the politicians realize that we're tired of it. We don't care about what, what benefits you. Because at the end of the day, we elected you to help us. I think it's time that we actually start electing some officials who care more about the people and representing them truthfully than they do a paycheck. That's what I think. Um, and, you know, you can choose to agree or disagree, and that's totally fine. But at the end of the day, everybody should have the right to live a happy, healthy life. Everybody should have the right to an American dream. You shouldn't have to bust your ass until you're 65 to achieve that American dream. Realistically speaking, a lot of Republicans say, oh, yeah, you can't even afford the American dream anymore. Well, we're, with, the direction, with the direction that your party wants to go, it'll make it until you have to bust your ass until 65 to reach that American dream. And then all that money you've been paying to Social Security, by the time you hit 65, they're going to cancel all those plans. They're going to cancel all that. All your money is just going to go into a fucking bank account somewhere. And then they're going to waste that on their probably like luxury excursions. You know, it's ridiculous. We need to protect these things, and then we instead need to introduce systems that are universal. You know, um, Social Security. You know, I don't think we should keep doing Social Security. But here's the thing. I think, you know what? If we can't get a UBI plan, we can keep Social Security. That's fine. If we can't, but that's only if we can't get a plan in. If we can get a UBI plan in, then, then forget about Social Security, you know, we can we can lessen it. We don't have to get rid of it completely. But UBI would solve that problem for everybody. It's the same thing with health care. A lot of people have to worry about paying for health care. On top of that, the government, you know, they have healthcare.gov. They got the Affordable Care Act. They got uh, Medicaid, Medicare, all that. Guess what? The government wouldn't have to worry about paying for all those expensive programs if we just instituted a Medicare for all plan or a, or a universal health care plan. If we instituted that plan and we did it properly, we did it efficiently, and if we did it 100% the way that us supporters of it truly want it done, we would either break even on the current amount that we are spending on those same topics or we would lessen the amount of spending. And it would have larger impacts. Efficiency is something not an often enough talked about. Efficiency should be the top priority of our budget makers. Efficiency should be the top. Because think about it. Think about all the wasted money. 
that is being wasted just because we are not making our budget efficient and that we are not making a budget that works for the people. We're instead allowing our budget makers to make budgets that the people have to work for. The people should not have to bust their asses to pay up to pay for a budget that is absolutely absurd. No. Instead, we should be instituting a budget. We should be doing our jobs as the people who make budgets to make a budget that works for the people instead of the people having to work for the budget. And that's what I truly believe in. And that's what I would do if I'm elected governor. Because the governor, if you guys don't know, is the one that makes these crazy these state budgets. And if I become governor, those budgets are going to start going down. I will not allow for the raising of budgets. Instead, I will go down to the root of the problem, figure out why these people are asking for so much more in funding every single year, figure out where they're wasting this money, make it efficiently run. Therefore, all that leftover money that they really didn't need in the first place can be returned back to the taxpayers. It's a simple solution. You know, a lot of people are like, only the Republicans want to lower the taxes. But that's only because that's what the media wants you to think. In reality, yes, there are Democrats that want to raise the tax, and that's totally fine. You know, they, they really don't have brains anyways. They're not thinking about it correctly. Us, and I can speak for myself and myself only in this situation, but I know a lot of other people support the way I think, and they're not covered in the media enough. What I think is that there should be lowering of taxes. There should be lowering of costs everywhere. And that's why I run with the policies that I'm running with. Because I run for universal health care. I run for universal basic income. I run for things that will save so much money on both federal and state levels. And I'm not just going to provide stuff for California um, in terms of legislation and lawmaking I'm not just going to do I just worry about California and then let the rest of the country suffer. I'm not going to let that happen. What I'm going to let happen is I'm going to prioritize California absolutely. But I'll also write some federal legislation proposals and I'll submit those. Because I think that not all the change can be done by the states, although there is a good amount of this change that needs to be done by the states. We need to also tell our federal officials that it's time for them to start making that change as well. So it's time that we start electing not just state officials, but federal officials to represent our true best interests rather than their best interest or a, or a billionaire's best interest or a corporation's best interest. That's what I think. And, you know, obviously, as I said before, you can agree, you can disagree, and that's totally fine. That's your right to your opinion. So, yeah. But, um, and another thing I did want to touch on, and I didn't really have much time to, um, Gloria Johnson, obviously, she's running for U.S. Senate. I just wanted to say that I absolutely support her campaign. I endorse her campaign. She's wonderful. Um, and she's another one who is standing up against the nonsense. So, yeah. I just wanted to bring that up real quick. But, um, yeah, so this is the end of the episode. Um, thank you all for your support. Thank you all for listening in. Um, your support truly, truly appreciated. Um, you know, obviously it's been a while since I've been on this platform. Um, I actually ended up writing on medium, um, for the first time in a while. 
um, just because I, I just started looking into older platforms that I used to use. Um, so yeah, and then I realized, oh wait, I need to record my podcast, you know? So yeah. And also in a future episode, and I was trying to get it done for this episode, but it was not working. I'm going to be posting hopefully soon, uh, like a Q and a form that you can fill out any questions and then I'll answer them in another episode of the podcast. Um, so yeah, hopefully that'll be set up soon. If you want to stay tuned on that, just go to my Twitter at Tony for CA. Um, you can go follow me on there and you'll stay up to date. So yeah, but thank you all for listening and I'll see you guys next time.